Well, hey there, buddy. Hey, Johnny. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing okay, buddy. How about yourself? I, I don't know. You don't know? Yeah, my lady is getting into... I don't know. I, I almost want to put just, like, parental lock on the TV. Because the amount of, like... <laughs> So, okay, do what you're going to do, have your hobbies and shit, but the amount of, like, competitive TV shows that she watches is just, it's becoming unbearable. Like, okay. it's, it's MasterChef, or it's Top Chef, or it's, it's Halloween Wars, or it's Cupcake Battalions, but then I come in the house <laughs> the other night, and there's this, I shit you not, dude, there's this one about just, like, breeding and raising guinea pigs. And apparently, like, you can breed... Okay, but so, like, here's the weird thing. Apparently, guinea pigs have this, like... You can teach a guinea pig a thing and make it do it a bunch, and it has the memory of it. Guinea pigs are shadow clones. You teach a guinea pig one thing and then make that guinea pig reproduce if it's a female, and it makes more guinea pigs that remember the same thing, right? So... Okay. Come to find out there's this underground, like, guinea pig breeding society that breeds guinea pigs... And then teaches them how to, like, dance, I guess, is what you would call it. It's not dancing. It's responding to, like, music cue because they're guinea pigs. They're just, like, an animated wig. But I come in the goddamn house the other night, and she's, like, taking all these notes. I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I figured out if we can get six guinea pigs, I can get one and have it trained to dance in, like, a month. And I had to put my foot down. And say, welcome back to the Dangle Podcast. Hey, I love it. I love it. Yeah, everybody, welcome back to the Dangle Podcast. This is a uh, rewatch podcast of King of the Hill, the beloved animation classic by Mike Judge, featuring me, Johnny, and my good buddy, Mark. So we're going to go through two episodes of the animated show king of the hill today we're going to tell you what we like what we don't like what's awesome what's not awesome then we're going to slap it with our patented rating at the end here so mark let's get into some discourse yeah let's do it buddy we're starting today with episode 131 dances with dogs as if that wasn't a dead giveaway uh (laughs) (laughs) we have an uh episode date of december 1st 2002 this is written by norm hiscock of brooklyn 99 fame and let's see here cast of characters for this episode uh per the wiki hank peggy bobby hill dale gribble bill dotrieve boomhauer ladybird doggy rex connie and con supanusimpone don jefferson and sketch randall i am really glad you took note of the guy's names and let me tell you that i looked up to see if dud johnson was a real person and he was not yeah Oh, rough. But in a weird through line, I kept getting hits for um, the president, Johnson, and his wife is Lyndon. the namesake of Lady Bird, and that was a weird, like, yep. that was a weird moment for me this morning at 4 a.m. when I watched this. Right? Yeah. Well, Mark, are you ready for my synopsis? Because there's absolutely no way that you are. I, I, go, I'm ready, do it now. Backflip off my okay. chest. Hank and Bobby dog it out in the dog-eat-dog world of competitive dog dancing with dogs. And Bill tries to give a dog a bone and teach an old dog new tricks. Damn, dog. I heard I like dogs, so you put dogs on the dog so I could dog while we dogged. Please tell me you didn't hate that synopsis and that it actually is not too bad to describe the episode. No, I loved it. I... (laughs) (laughs) I was like, how many more dog cliches can I put in this? Not enough. (laughs) So, guys, A story, Bobby and Hank. If we have a B story, it's definitely more of a subplot one. It's Bill. Um, I wouldn't call that a straight B story because it's 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 interjects. It's a a thousand percent A sub one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dude, almost all of my notes here are just uh, the music, uh, the music clips from this episode. Okay. So we have Walking After Midnight, Patsy Cline, mm-hmm. Achy Breaky Heart by Billy Ray Cyrus, mm-hmm. uh, Bobby and Doggy Dance to Move This by Technotronic, Okay, and of course, we have The Twist and Shout by Mark's favorite boy band, The Beatles. That's not The Beatles, is it? It is. The original is The Beatles. Wow, I didn't know. 
I thought it was like Jerry Lewis. I thought that was like weird American rock from the 50s that I just hit skip on anytime I think it's around me. <laughs> I mean, I know you're not a huge fan of the Beatles, so you probably are going to, but yeah. <laughs> well, now I got another one to skip. <laughs> uh, the only other note I have in here is that the premise of this episode is ridiculous and everybody involved knows so, just won't say it. It's a very King of the Hill episode. Is this any more ridiculous than anything we've seen? Like mower racing? I really went back and forth on this one. Is it insane or is it the perfect King of the Hill episode premise? I mean, I mean, some of the some of the ridiculousness of this and King of the Hill in general, like that's what makes it King of the Hill. Yes, but God, it's so ridiculous that everyone takes it so seriously. I, I really wanted somebody, even Peggy, to step in and be the voice of reason and be like, dude, get over it. You're dancing with dogs. She does. She totally does when they're fighting in the kitchen. And she yes, says... Yes, but then she totally, like, hypes Bobby up. Like, she's on the Bobby. She's drinking the Kool-Aid. Like, she's Bobby's on a better showman. With him. Well, yes, but that's just it. Like, she... I want someone to just, like, write it off. I want the one person who should be more excited about this than anybody else to be the one that walks in and said, you guys are all being ridiculous. And that is Luann. And she's not here. And it makes me sad. Ooh. Ooh. That's good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Give me some of your notes, buddy. Interesting. Okay. Fuck. Okay. Never mind. Um, wow. That kind of hurt my head. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Um, number one, are you a big couponer? I don't do it. I feel like I'm being a pain in the ass if I use them. I don't. No, I, I don't think I really ever have. Um, dude, I, I bought like four or five hundred dollars worth of computer components components at one point, and like they have all these, you know, you, you clip off the UPC and send it in with your receipt, and you can get like fifty bucks back or whatever because they're expensive. Right. Um, and I felt bad doing that. And it's like, it's specifically part of how they market it. It's like, oh, we want you to buy this fancy thing and then send us in so that we know how many people actually bought our fancy thing. Right. And I hate doing that. So no, absolutely. Do not fucking coupon. Okay, cool. Um, Is Dog Dancing a Fox show? I swear to God, how is this not a goddamn show on right now? Like, I was joking about competitive guinea pig breeding and dancing, but like... Man, how is... Oh, also, guys, I know you can't, like, imprint memories into guinea pigs. Don't come at me with that. Um, also, <laughs> no, but, like, is that a show? How is it not a show? I don't care. I don't want to fucking see it. Um, it's it's going to be a TikTok fad. By the end of our recording, Mark, it's going to be a TikTok say that. fad. Please don't say that. Please don't. No, no, no. Don't you put that evil on us. Um, also, how is doggy vaping not a thing yet? Okay. Um... Ladybird is at least 15 by the show count. At least 15. She's about a year older than Bobby, give or take. And then we've seen Bobby progress up to, I'm going to say the upper limit of 14. He's not 14 yet, but he will be. By those rules, Ladybird is at least 15. Point is, she's geriatric. Um, I genuinely like this episode. That's just a note. We are really selling Peggy as a bad <laughs> cook because she's like, mm, that's salty. But they're eating steak, so is she just being weird and oversalting her potato? Like, I don't know. Um, we get a return of Uglies, the bar. Yep. And we now have an answer to the question of would you rather X or Bill's bathroom? We see Bill's bathroom. It's soap scummy and pink and not as bad as I think it should have been animated, but I'm glad they didn't make it worse. Okay. Yeah, and that's where I'm at. Those are my those are my notes. Okay, okay. Um, I, Bill's bathroom really isn't that bad. Yeah, but you know you you can't let the the masses in on that little secret because then it takes away the mystique. Um, <laughs> so let's see here. We're getting into some pros here. Uh, I like that Bill suddenly gets really smart and has a very like educated vocabulary when he needs an excuse to leave. Oh, sorry. I have prior engagement. I need to go in a, and like assess or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that. I think it's, I think it's funny. Um, it's very vaudevillian to me. Mm-hmm. Um, from, the, from this episode, when Hank says, uh, Hey, look, look at Ladybird. Do you notice something different? The left side of her face is paralyzed. <laughs> oh, maybe she's got tapeworms. Dude, Peggy is ready for Ladybird to die. You mentioned it last episode. She wants that fucking dog gone. 
Peggy and I are agreed about Lady Bird. We don't want to see her no more. Yeah. Yes, no more. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the only other pro I have in here is the animation on Bobby when he's getting feisty. Like Hank won't let him in the kitchen. And he's like, I just want to go to my room. We'll just go straight to the room. And then he says something like, oh, you're you're scared, old man. You're scared. He gets those weird, like, crazy eyes. And they draw the little bags underneath them. He gets weird crackhead you... face. Yeah, I saw that. Yes. Every time I see that happen on Bobby, it makes me so fucking I like happy. that little bit. Because that's to me, is like, I have ultimate resolve, Bobby. Yeah, that's that's what I've got for pros for the most part. Like, this, this episode's weird. Because I enjoyed watching it, but it's such a weird thing to like pick and choose because so much of this is such a weird subject. Yeah, it, a thousand percent. Yeah, it's it's weird as shit. Yeah, how about your pros, man? I really like Bobby and Lady Bird. Um, they're just cute. I like them having fun together. You can tell that Lady Bird likes doing it. I I really spent a lot of time this week watching a dog that I, if last week didn't hurt my head. As we talk about, like, you know, oh, well, everyone hates this episode. It's a piece of shit. And I had my weird revelation of, like, I -hmm. like King of the Hill a lot more and a lot better than I thought I remembered liking it. And, you know, and man, with this one, it was weird. I didn't hate Lady Bird. I like seeing Lady Bird. She's kind of fun. She's cute. I like seeing uh, up and around Lady Bird doing Lady Bird things. Maybe it's the geriatric pork chop ladybird that I hate. I don't know. Um, pro. Yeah, it's just... Maybe. I don't know, maybe. Pro. Fatty Arbuckle in the hall. It's just a single frame of a sight gag, and he shows up later. But Hank says something... Somebody says something effective. There's a bunch of weirdos around here, and there's a dude dressed up like Fatty Arbuckle walking a tiny dog. <gasps> yes, I noticed that. It was good. And then he shows up again at the competition... And it was just a cool little sight gag, and I really liked it. I like how serious that Bobby takes all of this. Um, last week we were talking about that was Bobby's I'm good at something episode. Right. This one we're not. Bobby is a great dancer. We just saw Returning Japanese. Uh, Luann version yeah. 2.0, him and Connie swing dancing. Like, Bobby is an amazing dancer. We know this. Get your freak off. We just saw Bobby. Like, yeah, twerking. Sure, whatever, but he's good at it. It's great. <laughs> And he takes it really seriously, and I love it. I like, okay, I really like Hank and Bobby finding out the other one is at the dog dance competition sign-up. Okay. I like that bit, where it's like, they just figure out the other one is there, and, you know, then all bets are off, and it's Yeah, it's it's almost like a betrayal, but not quite. Yeah, but I like that better than I did last week with, Hank talking about, well, I got to pay for the propane and Bobby overhearing it. I've bitched a lot before about how I hate characters overhearing exposition, but I Mm -hmm. like the two characters being in the same place at the same time and running into each other like independently. I like that better. It's a good bit. And then finally, God damn that ending. If I liked dogs, I bet I would cry at that ending. Yeah. That is such a sweet little moment between Hank and Ladybird, and then no, you can cut in, and then him and Peggy dance. It's a good ending. It's a wholesome ending. It is a King of the Hill ending that I feel like I kind of get really pissed off about not getting because for a long time there, you and I were horned up on endings, and I remember yeah. how to fire a rifle, like the greatest ending to the show we've ever had. But yeah, <laughs> sorry, I'm rambling. That's those are my pros. I really, really like this episode. If you take away all the weird situational setup of it i love this episode it's great absolutely absolutely um well let me get into uh some cons man which is it's gonna be it's kind of funny hearing you say no i really like this it's because my first (laughs) con here this is a ladybird heavy episode cue mark groaning (laughs) you know what man i when i saw it in the queue i was not excited i was like i'll fuck this one and then i watched it and i was like oh my god this is endearing yeah yeah um, dude, fuck the people that sold Bill his dog. They turn it into a joke, yeah. and it's like very clearly you are. This guy is going to like seriously get injured because you guys just apparently feel that that's what needs to happen. Yeah, yeah, and 100%. that's not okay. Like, good for you, Bill, for going for a shelter dog. 
Um, it's a shame that they you just had to pick fucking Cujo because that's what these guys wanted to unload on you because they thought they're actively laughing in the background. That's fucked up. Um, yeah. On the on the subject of Bill here, it's a con to me that Bill looks like he has been he, like he's been through a week in Afghanistan or three nights with Leanne Platter. Like he looks like absolute twenty tons of shit. Hank should have seen this and come to his senses and said, "Oh, I need to help my friend. He's very clearly been abused." <laughs> yeah. And then, oh boy, oh oh boy. Mark, oh boy! Why don't why don't you go live at the neighbor's house? You can eat rice all day and never celebrate Xmas. Okay, I thought about that a lot. I really thought about that a lot. Please tell me, tell me, give me any reason not to hate that fucking line because Hank is smarter than that. Why would they celebrate Christmas? They're fucking Buddhists. That makes sense. He's That's not, not the problematic he's, part. He's not holding it over his head. He's saying, you just don't get to have Christmas. It's not because they're Asian. It's because they don't celebrate Christmas. You can go live with your perfect tiny dog in your perfect tiny dog house and eat rice all day and not celebrate Christmas. Yeah, the rice all day is a bit problematic, but I guarantee oh. you that the Supanusenpones eat more rice than everybody else on Rainy Street. I mean, just as a general note, how, okay. Okay. Like, um, I'm going to say no. Well, you don't, you don't anymore, but you used to live in an apartment building. You know what your neighbors are cooking. You know what I mean? Yes. They can, rice has a very distinctive smell. I'm calling it man. Like it, 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 it a hundred percent like breaks off and goes flying in the face of anything grilled on a propane range. That's how different rice smells. They know when they're cooking it and fucking, I don't know, whatever. I, I'm not defending it, but. I got nothing. So I'm, They're Buddhist. I'm That's gonna, my point. I don't know. It's a lazy going, line out of Hank. That's my bigger problem with it. Is it's lazy. It, it is. It is. He's he's definitely reaching. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna come back and fight you for a second here and just say that I would agree with you on the, if they eat the most rice in, on Rainy Street, but I don't. And he, for two reasons. Here's why. The first. Okay. They may be Asian, but they live in Texas, and shitloads of Mexicans live in Texas. And Mexicans love rice just as much as fucking Asians do. How many Mexicans have you seen on Rainy Street, man? That doesn't, and Octavio well, does not count. And Octavio doesn't count. Okay, well, that's one point. My second point here is Khan is does the whitest fucking Rainy Asian. I, I hope so. God, do I hope so. Because I can only imagine. <laughs> and we just don't get to see that shit? Does he live in the shut-ins house? No, that's the way of the shut-in. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the second point I'm making here is that Khan is the whitest Asian person, and they make it a point to say that. He goes to Williams-Sonoma. He drinks Kettle One. Like, he, he tries his best to be from L.A., he doesn't want to embrace a lot of his Laotian roots. He makes it a point to say, no, I'm fucking better than this. I eat steak. Maybe, but also how is Khan maintaining that six pack? Because he's just eating brown rice all the goddamn time. That's how you keep that six pack <laughs> is only eating brown Fair. rice. So Fair. Okay. Um, <laughs> pro- <laughs> problematic aside, that was the last Because Khan got a book about keto at Williams-Sonoma. <laughs> hey, monkey, go back down to William Sonoma. Uh, exactly. Mark, give me give me some of your cons, man. <laughs> cons. Dancing with seniors as the only girl, as a girl around a bunch of seniors. Gross. I just, gross. Um, con. Tiny dogs. Ugh. Just, <laughs> ugh. <laughs> I hate how much I don't hate Ladybird. Okay. Um, another one referencing my dislike of dogs in general. Dogs in clothes. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. And finally, there is no earthly goddamn way that Bobby Hill can do a kip up. There's just no way. No, no, that's it's very, definitely like the most unbelievable part of the episode. <laughs> that's the most unbelievable part of this series. Like, I will take Bobby sprinting through the Texas wildlands as the Minotaur boy cryptid in the out in the costume. I will take <laughs> the Boomhauer is actually Rockadillo. I will take all of it 
no force on heaven or earth that Bobby can kip up. Like, right. I just can't. Uh, favorite moments, buddy. I've only got one, and it's a con line, Mark. What is it? It's when he calls Bobby a poo-picking hillbilly. <laughs> Weird <laughs> foreshadowing episode. Yes, yes it is. He's poo-picking and he's proud of it. How about <laughs> you, man? It's a Peggy line. Is her face paralyzed? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is the left side of her face paralyzed? Because he can't tell. Because <laughs> that dog is a goddamn million. Oh, oh, I love how much Peggy hates Lady Bird. It's so good. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Well, Mark, Do you have I think, anything uh, else to say about this one? We've really blazed no. through it. I really like this episode. It's weird as shit, but... I don't know. I I guess we're at a rating, right? Or do you have anything else to say? No, I mean, not not a lot here. Like it, it's it's an episode. I I, I don't know. If, to me, it seems like they spent an awful lot of fucking money on the music in this episode. But you kind of have to when it's like the whole thing centers around dancing. Yeah. But no, I I, I don't have a. I'm 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 a little taken aback at how much you seem to be enjoying this. It's not what I expected. I I was too. I I really really like this episode. I don't know what's wrong with me. Like I like Bobby and Doggy. The whole Bobby Bobby Doggy makes dance this is episode. fantastic. The the announcers like. I love how okay. So in sharp contrast to next one, we'll get into it when we get into it. These are two episodes that are identical. This one is the better of the two. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that's where I'm at with this. And maybe that's my problem. And I hate, I feel like I'm really jumping the gun already, but yeah, that I, maybe that's where I'm at, but I really genuinely just liked it. I guess with that um, rating system, I don't know. Um, right. Should yeah. We just, yeah. yeah we should just do this. Right. Yeah. All right, our rating system breaks down like this. At the very, very bottom is Charcoal. Charcoal is a failure of an episode. It sucks. It's not good TV. It's really not good King of the Hill. And after you watch it the one time, you're not going to watch it again. Above that is Megalo. Megalo is a bronze. It is a C. It is a turd. But there are shiny nuggets of okay in that dog turd of an episode. And if it's on at 2 in the morning and you're blitzed off your ass, yeah, you might watch it. Above that is a Butane. Butane is a bastard gas in a bastard episode. You love to hate it, and you hate to love it. There's a lot of good, and there's a lot of bad, and the two just kind of balance each other out and give you, like, the silver ranking of Butane. Above that is our gold standard in the Char King. If Johnny and I come together and both give it a Char King, it becomes a Char King Imperial. And this episode is a really, really good episode of King of the Hill. It might be one of your favorite episodes. It might be just a great episode in general, but there's just a little bit of a sticking point in it. It just doesn't quite add up 100%. Or, or, you couldn't show it to your mom and have her love it the way that you love it. But if you did show it to your mom and she loved it the way that you love it, well, that would make it a blue flame of valor. This is the perfect episode of King of the Hill, a perfect episode of television. It is the best representation of this series we can get. It is the top tier of it. It's great. This is the dumb dog dancing to whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I want to watch guinea pig dancing. My mind is stuck on guinea pig dancing. It has been for the last half hour. I'm sorry. That's what my blue flame is, is guinea pig dancing, apparently. But yeah, <laughs> blue flame of valor. It's the greatest episode ever. Zero context. You're going to love it. Johnny, on a scale of charcoal to blue flame of valor, what are you giving dances with dogs? Um, I, I, gave, uh, I gave it a butane. So, the, the, yep, this episode is fun. It's not one that I seek out. I really don't care for the Bill story in this because I think it's really messed up that he gets sold an incredibly aggressive dog. He tries his hardest to love said dog. And just like everything else in his life, it literally chews him up and spits him out. And the only, like, ending to that B story, which, I mean, we didn't talk about it a whole lot in this. So I guess I did have a little something more to say. The only ending of this is he gets his ass chased off in a fucking comically cartoonish way. That was a weird bit, was how cartoonish Bill's exit was. But yeah. 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 
So it's like that's that to me is is probably why it takes away some of the fun of fun of this. Um, so yeah, it's it's a is Bill man. getting I'm, smarter? Like I said, uh, I'm not going to hold so, my like, breath, uh, but maybe. No, I know, but like last week in um, oh my god, whatever with the check fraud, the check fraud episode at Thanksgiving. Yeah, like um. Bill didn't do anything wrong. Bill was made the victim of Dale, right? He didn't, like, yes. pant load into it. He didn't even know he was broke until he got to the store and learned he was broke. Right. In this one, it's like you're saying he goes to get the dog. And the, to do a thing that he is entranced by, he goes to get the dog, and he's, you know, taken advantage of again by the two dickheads at the pound. I don't. I almost right. think Bill's getting more clever. I don't know. Also, really quick, sorry, I meant to mention this. Uh, a lot of Stephen King references in this one. Yeah. There is the one bit where Bill is pinned in his bathroom, and it's a direct frame-up of uh, The Shining when Shelley Duvall is screaming at the uh, bathroom door. Yep. And then, yeah, you already called it, but, like, it's Cujo throughout. Like, like he's yeah, his dog is straight-up fucking Cujo, and he's just not a St. Yeah. Bernard. He's a, uh, I don't, not a Doberman. Rottweiler. Rottweiler, thank you. Yeah. Um. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to break off so bad. Um, no, no, okay, you're butane. Good. Okay. Yeah. Um, how about you, man? I feel weird. I think this is a blue flame for me. Interesting. Okay. You don't need any context to like this. This episode is so batshit okay. insane, and everybody just goes with it. You don't need a setup. We don't really need anything past, like, who Khan is as a neighbor and just like, hey, we've got a dog, you know, like. Okay. You don't need any setup there. You don't need any background. Um, It doesn't matter what Bill's intelligence slash pant load line is at this episode because he just gets taken advantage of again. Like, I just don't know, man. Um, People love dogs. If nothing else. Everybody in the goddamn world likes a dog. And yeah. if we're showing this with no context, that's going to be enduring. There's some good, um, there's some good sight gags. There's some really good sight gags in this, like Fatty Arbuckle. Uh, Hank, Hank and Ladybird sitting there with the Irish setter, setter, uh, what was Sparkle? And he looks at Ladybird and goes, <laughs> Sparkle, fizzles. Yeah, like. <laughs> it's a really good episode, and I'm really torn. I'm giving this, like,. I don't know. Could it be a char flame, maybe? Because I don't want to lock in a blue flame rating because I'm really conflicted. But uh, this is going... If, okay, this is... You know how we have, like, our rewatch of bad ones? Like, I'm going to have to rewatch Manger Babies to see if I hate it or not. I'm going to have to rewatch this one after we're done with Dangle Podcast to see if I still like this one. Okay. Yeah, I feel weird. Ugh. Uh, you, you know, if you want to give it a blue flame, I will not fault you for that. Like, you've gushed about this episode. It's a very, like, it's a nice, it's a nice thing to see that you are getting this excited over this episode. I didn't think I was gonna. I remember I, not really <laughs> liking this one. You know, it's, it's a I, I weird feel feeling. Like, I feel like I ride the hype train an awful lot. And it, it it's not that you never do, but it's, you know, when you're going to do it. And the fact that this one caught you by surprise makes me really happy. You're a daily commuter on the hype train, whereas like, oh shit, I gotta make a trip uptown on the hype train. I gotta plan out my route. Yes. Yeah. Well, shit. Let's. Were we good on this one? I don't know. I feel. I feel dirty in a weird way. I don't know. Well, you gotta Not give me dirty, a rating, man. I did, man. It's a. I don't. You're sticking with the blue of, flame. Uh, it's a. It's a char flame of valor. A char flame. I, I I think I had a I I think I I did like a, a blue char or something like two episodes ago. You've I made like, one. I'm sorry. I, made I did one, something yeah. really stupid. <laughs> if you can do them. Oh, I, I can it, do them. I love it, dude. I love it. <laughs> oh, let's talk about the goddamn Rose episode. <laughs> As I say, I say let's move on to uh, episode 132. The sun also roses. Uh, this is episode date a December 8th, 2002, written by Dan Sterling. Uh, cast of characters here. Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Dale Gribble, Bill Dotrieff, Boomhauer, f- quote-unquote football coach. It's clearly not Sour Coach Sours. 
um, Kathleen Barnes, Min Supanusapone, Ricky, the Garden Shop Women, Morgan, and the Stems and Seeds employees. Um, I don't yep. have a fun synopsis for this one, Mark. Hank forgot what he learns last week and has to turn over a new petal when he discovers the trials and tribulations of growing roses with potheads. Hot damn. I love it. It's better than what I wrote. <laughs> Hank becomes a pothead in his own right when he finds Bobby g- growing roses in his closet. I don't know. I... <laughs> Guys, it's an featuring the goddamn game grumps, the goddamn game grumps from this episode. Okay, there I'm done. <laughs> it's not really them, is it? No, but goddamn it, that is fucking that is the goddamn game grumps. If in 2003, before they could have even have been inse- incepted, that's the fucking game grumps, and I dare you to tell me that it's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, well, Mark, do you want to, uh, me to start out with some notes? You want to start out with some notes? How do you want to do this? Take it away. I've been talking a ton this episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. So I'm going to start this like we did a, a few episodes ago. I've got a, a best of that I'm going to ask you some questions of. This is okay, all okay, themed. Cool. So okay. uh, what is, in your opinion, the best weed themed movie or weed adjacent movie? Oh, Friday. Oh, shit. That's a solid one. Mine is a mine's a toss up, a split between uh, Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke and Pineapple Express. Okay, okay. <laughs> but damn, Friday is a really fucking good one. Okay, best weed themed music album. I don't know. I'm gonna say Afro Man's Because I Got High featuring Jay and Silent Bob. Because okay. Jay and Silent Bob. I like Bob Marley. I guess I don't know. I don't listen to a lot of weed music. I guess. That's, no, that's the, well, you pulled two out very fast. Um, or or, I mean, or uh, Black Sabbath's uh, Sweet Leaf. It's not an album, but it's on Master Reality. It's the first track. That's a really good song. Fair, and it's about weed, fair. so, yeah. Okay. Well, music adjacent. I was going to say, my, my album here, because of two songs on it, is Black Sunday by Cypress Hill. And that's got Insane in the Membrane and Hits from the Bong. Okay, okay. Um, And because, Mark, you and I have have grown up in the last probably what five years at this point feels like four or five years at this point with uh recreational marijuana we've seen just about every weed pun imaginable for uh-huh. uh, the name of stores and the name of strains and everything else what's your favorite weed pun that you have ever seen oh there was one dispensary uh down south and I cannot remember the goddamn name of it. It's always dispensary it was, names that have the best ones, right? Well, so it was the logo, and it was Medusa. Oh, shit. Okay. And that is the most clever pun I could ever imagine, because you look at Medusa the Gorgon and get turned to stone. If you, you go smoke stoned. the weed at this dispensary, it's going to turn you to fucking stone. And that was, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so my, my favorite one is uh, on I-70, when you're driving in between Denver and Grand Junction, um, you get to this really, like, long, barren stretch of, like, there's, like, fucking nothing. There's mountains around you, but there's it's basically just flatland that leads up to the mountains. There's nothing there. And it looks like something out of an old Western. And plop right in the middle as you're driving through is this big advertisement that just says, come check out this dispensary, Tumbleweed. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right, fucking Colorado and your damn weed puns <laughs> makes me laugh. Okay, <laughs> the song that is playing when uh, Bobby walks into Seeds and Stems for the very first time is Legalize It by Peter Tosh. Legalize It, yep. Yep. We have two guest stars here, Mark, um, neither of which I think are named out and out on the wiki. But we can just talk about them right here. The garden shop woman that talks, because there's two of them, but only one of them that talks, is very clearly Mark. Betty White. Betty fucking White. And yep. uh, it, it, he's quoted as not as Morgan, but instead as the football coach. But he may be both at this point. Um, do you know who does the voice of Morgan and or the football coach? Our biggest, blackest, bestest buddy, Michael Clark Duncan, R.I.P. King. <laughs> 
Fucking A, dude. He's the, yep. the one and only Poozer, my favorite fucking Green Lantern. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know about you. I got the wrong idea of what a sponsorship would be from this episode because Hank makes it sound so fucking easy to just like walk into an, a small mom and pop business and say, give me your shit and I'll wear a t-shirt with your name on it. And nobody goes for that. I wonder like, if it was easier to do it back then. You know what I mean? It maybe, but even then, like, I don't know. I I feel like I've been led astray. Like Hank made this out to be way easier than it should be, and I had some just like issues growing up because of it. I was always always trying to grift somebody. Like, no, just let me put your name on it. I'll totally do that. Yeah, it'll be great. I am running two fucking podcasts. Do you know how many fucking people I'm trying to get to grift sponsor us, dude? Like. <laughs> <laughs> I've been barking that truth fireball for two years now for two wizards. Like <laughs> you're telling me I'm fucking this up now, right? I'm not fucking it up, but you know, don't don't draw any attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> uh, that's that's what I've got for notes, buddy. Give me some of yours. Oh, some of my notes. Um, man, you got me all thinking about weed now. Also, just a general note. Um, my favorite. My my least favorite weed franchise um, is the Evil Bong movies, numbers one through now eight. I have watched them all. Oh. I've watched them all within the last week because I was oh. going to do a bit for two wizards, and I realized that I couldn't because my soul would die, and I'd have to take like the two wizards podcast out back and shoot it in the fucking head. Oh. oh, God. Eight, Johnny. Eight movies about a possessed demon bong. The first four are really passably okay. Anyway... This is our second Bobby's Weird Hobby episode this season and for us this week. They yeah. are too close. Two in a row. It really... Okay. If we're watching this week to week, you probably don't notice it. If you're doing what you and I are doing, you super notice it. And I already talked about it a minute ago. God damn, the first one, uh, Dances with Dogs, is a better Bobby Hobby episode. Um, yes. Well, because Bobby actually that, gets to do it and enjoy it. Yeah. And maybe that's it. Maybe that's my problem is that he doesn't really get to do it himself. This is Hank co-opting it. Um, But this is also the Hank forgets who Bobby is episode as his son. Again, we just had in, um, oh, help me out here. Our the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving one. Yeah, what? whatever the hell that was called. Uh, Goodbye Blue Jeans or whatever the hell. Goodbye, Goodbye Normal Norma, Jeans. Normal Jeans, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marilyn Monroe. There we go. Um. Like, they're sitting in bed, chilling. They're just being buddies, eating some fucking popcorn, watching the news, being buddies, right? And we were all gassed up about it, and we're all happy to see it versus this. And Hank, that boy ain't right. I'm hitting my marks in my notes, blah, 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 blah. Also, this is season number seven, and Hank says, my boy's on a team, and I'm not a coach. And he's surprised by that. But real quick, Johnny... Bobby has been on the wrestling team, a soccer team, a football team, a mascot, and at least, at least two different baseball teams, maybe three different baseball teams. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, Hank. He's also an accomplished sharpshooter. Shut up. Fuck you. Stop playing this note of my boys only quantified by sports. I know that sounded like a con and it might it should have been whatever. Note number three, are those the goddamn Game Grumps? Because, listeners, it's the fucking Game Grumps. <laughs> Is Min unhappy in her marriage? I want to talk about this for a second. No. No, Peggy's she's not. Peggy's being a bitch, right? Yeah. Yeah, Peggy's just being catty because she has to say something this episode of of, uh, of merit. Okay. Okay, good. I'm, gl I'm glad we're there and not... Okay, cool. Um, no. Betty White is back. We haven't <laughs> seen her since Escape from Party Island on Porter Aransas. Yes. Also, Mark, Khan rocks her world. <laughs> yeah, he does. Sorry, go ahead. Also, Min is horny and likes to smell of jock straps, but I didn't want to talk about that, but we're already here. <laughs> um, and finally, the Cowboys never win, Hank. The Cowboys never, ever win. And they have all those gun and drug problems. Yeah. <laughs> those are my notes. I know I got mad. I'm sorry. No, you're you're good. You're good. This episode is a, definitely a little infuriating. Um, so for my pros, I don't have very many in here. 
because there's not a lot of pro to this episode. Um, we have full athlete Joseph now. I don't feel like we're going to see that turn around anytime soon. I think we yeah. have finally hit like final evolution stage Joseph where he just kind of like rides this out for the rest of the series. Um, yeah. I, a pro to me is Dale's reaction at Bobby missing the game. He gets out of the car as they're storming into Hank's house. I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I might kill him. <laughs> it's I love how harsh it is and I love how on character it is. Like they have this this energy of like busting into his room like you're going to break this kid. Like you were physically going to pick him up and break him over your knee. Both of them do. And I've never felt yeah. that sort of energy from Dale. Yeah, Dale's going to kick Bobby's ass. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it's it's funny because Towel Manager is such a big deal to him. It was his only way to connect with his friends, and he doesn't want to see that get tarnished because then some somehow it's going to affect him in the past. Um, yeah. And then the last pro I have in here is uh, Peggy going, you know, when I need to talk to you about something important, I always just bring up propane. And he turns around and has that goofy-ass smile on his face. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, okay. This is that that's a better joke to me than Dale going, Hey Hank, look, propane and like using it as a distraction. Right. Like, I don't know, maybe it's because it it, it makes me think I'm a little bit smarter. You have to be a little bit smarter for it, I guess. I don't know. Uh give me some of your pros, man. I, I had three. Uh yeah, you got the same as I did. Bobby's squeal when Hank tells him not to squeal like a girl. <laughs> Hey, hint, guys. Uh, Pamela Adlin is a girl. Hank getting torn the fuck down at Megalomart by Morgan. Holy shit, that is great. That is a... Yes. Oh, I love that. This is what needs to happen to Hank more often. Especially it's when it's shit like this, it. that he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. I love it. That's great. Um, And I'm going to say my last note, as I'm pretty sure that should be my favorite moment. Cons? Um, we just had a Bobby competition episode, like okay. literally the last episode. Um, and it took two episodes for me to get tired of Hank already. He was good at Thanksgiving. He is now no longer a good dad. God damn. Two episodes, right? Like two, uh, maybe two. one, maybe one. And like, I just, cause last, cause dances with dogs. He is a good dad guy he just hank gets competitive and i feel like that blinds him a little bit and that's why i say that one was the better version of this episode like these two back to back that one was superior yeah well because he lets bobby do his own thing he doesn't just completely hijack it like he does in this one yeah i think we've all been in that in that, that position where we get really invested in something we show it to somebody else and then all of a sudden they go oh cool this is now my thing and I'm going to take over it all from you. And yeah. now you're not going to have nearly as much fun with this because it's my thing and I'm going to tell you exactly how it is and exactly how everything is done. And we're, this, this isn't going to be a collaboration anymore or a partnership. This is, uh, I'm the leader and you now have to follow me. I We all so have many... roommates we played magic with in college and God remember damn, very dude. clearly for that On very the... reason. <laughs> On the fucking nose, dude. I've had so many fun hobbies where I'm like, this was a lot of fun until somebody came in and had to be the all-knowing expert. I know, you know, I'm the leader in this because I have more and I'm not going to let anybody have fun because it's I'm the one who has to say everything about it. It happened the with swing and Dick, yeah. with me. It happened with uh, Dungeons and Dragons with me. Like I, there's a lot of different things where I go, I, I don't like to do this with anybody but me. Now, the, the plus side of it is I have found out that I really enjoy the company of myself. Mm. I have a lot of hobbies that are single fucking person hobbies now. So yeah. I, I can just enjoy that. And I don't have to have that fucking conversation with anybody else anymore. <laughs> and, and, and I also think it's a huge, huge thing here. Mark, you and I have recorded uh, at this point 66. This is episode 66 for us. Wow, yeah. 66 episodes over a year, and I don't think either you or I have ever tried to seize power from the other person when recording this. To me, that seems like a pretty damn good fucking hobby. We both take it seriously, we both treat it like a partnership, and damn it, that's why I come back every week. Yeah, like, that's (laughs) why we're fucking compelling to listen to. We Hot damn. (laughs) 
Hot damn. Listeners, get on our Twitter at Dangle Podcast and tell us why we're so fucking compelling to listen to. Please. I need to hear more. Give me those compliments. Um, Mark. While we're not resting for power, we're both whores for validation. <laughs> you got cons, buddy. Cons. Um, you know what? If they can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. So really, I'm just going to leave this at, um, we just watched Bobby. Literally just, 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 uh, in Dances with Dogs. Not be uncoordinated. The entire opening scene with fucking the football and the guys fucking watching. This is season two shit. Get off this goddamn wagon. We're done here. Stop with this. I'm done with this bit. Like... The ball's the only thing keeping me up, Dad. Fuck you. You just did a kip up, Bobby. Okay? Fuck you. Uh-huh. Like, okay. You cannot have it both ways. Are you a homosexual? I don't know. That's not a good line, but I just, you can't have it both ways. Stuck out to me. Yes. Anyway. It is Dale, yes. I, that's my con. I just, this, I don't like this episode. And it's weird. I remember liking this episode. I remember having, like, a lot of good memories of it. I don't like how weed is portrayed. I don't like how it makes you... <laughs> yeah. Like, man, you know, like... Yeah, it, it, I don't know. Yeah, it's the 2000s. Yeah, politics of the time and situation. Yeah, whatever. Um, Hank is already back to being a bad dad. I know that I'm bitching a lot for not saying anything bad, but here we are, like... It's just all dumb. I don't know. I guess my biggest takeaway is we don't have a dumb B plot to derail us with. And that's about it. Yeah. Like, I I also got to appreciate, because I really feel like this time in America's past was when we got really weird and tried to do, like, we collectively try to, like, backdoor Asian philosophy into ourselves, if that makes right, sense. Right, right. Yeah. I just remember this time is when you see a lot of, like, kanji tattoos or like people with like the wood placards with like the 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 symbol for love or life or some shit on it and i feel like this episode handing him like the little book of like asian witticisms the the asian musings it's not that it's lao tzu but like you know what i mean like i feel like that's very appropriate for a different time that we're not anymore so that doesn't stick as well oh also con i looked up cindy crawford and she's still crazy hot you guys oh my god (laughs) go look up cindy crawford that might be on this week's twitter that'll be the episode picture is cindy crawford not the fucking game grumps because what else are we gonna do (laughs) i mean we could we could always just leave it as miss kala ikiali'i and her uh un ridiculous amounts of sausage it's never gonna change from that it's gonna be i'm just gonna put the dangle <laughs> podcast lettering over that shit but just on her little nameplate and we're just gonna call it that that's gonna be our avatar from here on in ah uh, you don't know you got a favorite moment or anything i'm, I'm mad um, i'm angry i'm sorry i i like peggy's line it's not even really a favorite moment but i found it it kind of it tickled me a little bit um, I like Peggy's line of "No, I don't have hor- I don't have uh, roses." Do you want my house to look like a grave? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I'm like, damn it, Peggy, you're the only one, the only one that would think that. So it's not a great line, but I thought it was it's just kind of funny. How about you? Uh, question mark? Question mark? Question mark? Maybe. Well, your flower looks like an anus with a stick attached. Is pretty all right, I guess. <laughs> but it's not I, enough. The, it's not enough for me. I don't know. Um, I like Morgan's loser. take down a Hank at Megalomart, but that's about it. The you're a loser, which makes me a loser, which makes my dad right. That whole like freak out blow up by the seeds and stems guys at the end is entertaining because they totally like that is American hippie for you right there. The second something yeah. doesn't go their way, they're going to get all up in your face. <laughs> the point is, guys, smoke weed, but have a nine to five job. Just be fucking normal. Like contribute to do. society. Just... Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mark, let's let's give this guy a rating. Yeah, go for it, buddy. Butane. Butane. <laughs> it's a butane. Um, I, I felt like it had a strong-ish start. I feel like we could have gone somewhere if Hank hadn't fucking seized the entire episode. Um, I'm really curious to see if this could have turned into something more for Bobby. Um, like 
there's a lot of things that learning how to be good with plants is useful for that I think Hank would respect. I think he would respect something like an organic garden. Hint, hint, that comes up fucking later. Um, that comes up episode 18 of this season. Exactly. Like th- th- In I think 12 episodes. Of... In 12 fucking episodes. And granted, that is, what, f- uh, three months time from when this one aired? So, okay, I'll give yeah. it to him. But god damn, man. Yeah. Yeah, like, there's a lot of things that Bobby could have learned and explored and they could have deepened later on in the series if Hank had stayed out. Um, you know, you want to flesh out these characters and you want to give them all these really cool hobbies and and tropes and different things. Like, cool. Um, we know Bobby's the funny kid. We know that he's good at baking. Why not have him use, like, the last, like, little thing of his little triumvirate and shit and be, uh, be somebody who's really got a good green thumb? You can mix all of that together. Make him grow ridiculous-looking crops so that he can use them in his prop comedy. I don't know. Oh, that'd be fun, watching him, like, try and genetically engineer a bigger melon. Exactly. I want to see Bobby incorporate this into his Gallagher phase. Come on. Yeah. Come on. But (laughs) I get bored. To be honest, I get bored with the end of this episode. There's not a lot written about the end, about the competition, about Hank overtaking everything because I go, oh, oh, that's right. This this stops being fun halfway through. And I really... Yeah, they just lose. I watched it, but yeah. I wasn't really in watch with it. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, it's literally... (laughs) Yeah, it's a butane. It's a fucking butane. It's a... You love to hate it and you hate to love it. And if it's on at fucking three in the morning, I'll watch it when I'm high. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Man, this is a bad week. This is a weird week. Like, one episode that I remember loving, I hate. And one episode about Ladybird, I fucking love. Like, I don't know who I am anymore and I'm depressed. I told you, man. Mass hysteria. I'm gonna go smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's get out of here, but I got I got a question to ask you first, buddy. Uh, what's that good, buddy? You you still like King of the Hill, Mark? <sighs> yeah, I still like it, but it's making me feel real weird about myself. How about you, buddy? <laughs> I still love King of the Hill, man. Good to hear. You you want to tell them sweet people where they can find us? Absolutely. Sweet people. Yep, you sweet people can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook at Dangle Podcast. You can find uh, our email at danglepodcast at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter personally at krautballstream. That's kraut as in sauerkraut, ball as in Swedish meatball, and stream as in I don't have a river this week that I can connect to one of the episodes tangentially, so we're going to say the Rio Grande because it runs through Alamosa where Mark is. Where Mark will be getting high off the stream out of the bong of... I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Fresh Rio Grande water is filling your bong, buddy. Oh, oh God. It's better than the flat. Good Lord. May as well just do it with Coors. How did Mark die? Oh, brain parasites. Thousands of brain <laughs> parasites that he inhaled from that river. Um, you can find my obituary and Marky Stardust on Twitter, and you can hear my former podcast partner Josh mourning my death from brain parasites from doing bong rips off Rio Grande water on the Two Wizards podcast, a weekly podcast where me and Josh talk about a variety of weird shit. And yeah, man, I feel weird about the future. I don't know about anything anymore. Um, but I do know that I love you all, and I want to say thank you for listening. I also want to plead with you to go give us that sweet-ass five-star rating, because it makes all the goddamn difference, apparently. <laughs> hey, we, we know we would both very much appreciate it. We, we really would. <laughs> thank you, everybody. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening, guys. Good night.